in the back of my hymn book. My notes, I think probably, uh, if I use my notes, probably a couple hour sermon, if I put, put them away, it's going to go half that long. So that's encouraging, isn't it? <laughs> well, so nice to be with you both here tonight. Uh, we are thankful for the opportunity, Master Mark given us to come and fellowship with you folk and for me to share God's word. And I was just thinking, you know, I, I thought probably I'd recognize all the pianists up here, but I kept looking and saying, now who is this young lady over here? And finally I kind of realized it's Esther. Yes, I don't think I saw Esther on the piano a year and a half ago when we left here. I think she's taken over that privilege of doing that since we left for sure. And uh, so that's nice. Nice to see the young people uh, be involved, you know, and participating. So uh, I, I feel like I should, uh, like I'm a long ways away from you folks. <laughs> but I don't see any podium there, so I'm gonna stick uh, right up here. Would you go in your Bibles please with me to 1 John chapter one. 1 John chapter one. I wanna just share with you something that I think is is practical to all of us, something that I think we can all identify with, and that I've thought about lately, and uh, and when I found that I was going to have this opportunity to speak to you in prayer meeting, I, I thought of this uh, passage and these things that have been going over in my mind, and so I want to share them with you tonight, and I trust that they will be a blessing and just an encouragement for you in your prayer life. But not only just in your prayer life, but uh, after you have prayed, especially, of uh, seeing the importance to really trust the Lord. Trusting the Lord is such a precious thing. Let me, let me read the, the, the most uh, well-known verse. We can all say it together, actually. The most well-known verse out of 1 John chapter 1, obviously, is verse 9. Let's say it together. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dear Lord, tonight we thank you for this time to share together. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that we do have uh, a prayer hearing and answering God. That we can trust you, Lord, with the burdens of our hearts. And when we uh, lay our petitions before you, dear God, we have a God who cares. We have a God we can trust. We have a God that will answer our prayers. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for this opportunity tonight to be together. Be with Pastor Mark and the young people there at camp in Pennsylvania. Just watch over them, Lord, and keep them safe. Help them, Lord, to be learning those things that uh, they are hearing about. And pray that they would come home, Lord, refreshed and with good things to share. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is such a familiar verse for us. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, to focus on the word uh, confess, confession. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to speak on something that uh, wouldn't leave anybody out. And the, the word confession. Uh, listen, dear friends, if you, if that word isn't important in your prayer vocabulary, and if you don't have to confess anything, you feel free to leave anytime you're ready, all right? 
because then we all are in this uh, walk with the Lord and the Christian life, uh, and we have to confess. Confession should be one of the major parts of our daily prayer life. Just uh, talking with the Lord and remembering things that we have done or said or uh, activities that didn't please the Lord, whatever it may be. And so confession needs to be really uh, a, a very real part of our prayer lives. And so I want to title my thoughts with you tonight, uh, Three Sins, Three Sins That Very Often Accompany Confession. You might be able to guess what they are, maybe not. Maybe you're thinking, what on earth would that be? Sins that often accompany confession. Well, you think with me tonight about this. And like I say, I had notes written out, not going to look at them at all, because these things have come to my mind and my heart, and uh, I just want to share for 10, 15 minutes with you. And uh, I, I want you to be honest with me tonight, in your own mind, in your own heart, do I find this to be true in my life? That after I have prayed uh, to the Lord, after I, and I, I'm thinking especially of confession of sins, that's what we have in the verse here. If we uh, confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That when we confess our sins to the Lord, I find that unless we are very, very cautious, there are three things, three things that really dishonor the Lord that that uh, that happen. And really, we can do no other than call them sins. They are sins. Because if they're things that dishonor the Lord, then certainly they are sin. And so let me talk with you about these three things. First of all, first of all, the first sin that I that I want to share with you that I think often, and I have to admit this myself, is the lack of confidence. The lack of confidence. You know, dear friends, there is nothing, there is nothing that God wants from us any more than our trust. And our trust. Our confidence. Not even our worship. Not our service. Not our Christian behavior. We can go on and on. Though those things are extremely important, but please listen and think on this difference tonight. That the thing that God wants most from us is that we trust Him. That we believe His Word. When He says, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing He shall receive, that we take that seriously. But would you admit with me tonight, dear friends, that we as Christians, we as Christians oftentimes go to the Lord in prayer and ask him for things, or we confess to him certain things, and then we wonder, uh, we fret about them. We let them burden us. We, we, we let those things make us feel guilty, or reflecting on them over and over again. You know what, dear friends? That doesn't please the Lord. When we go before the Lord in prayer, and we and seriously pray, Lord, I want you to undertake in this area of my life. I, Lord, I'm, I, I've committed this sin. I know it was wrong. I said this. Maybe it was something that we said to our husbands, to our wives, or to somebody else. 
Maybe it was some activity that we were involved in. Maybe there was something, some thoughts that we had. Maybe it was something that we allowed ourselves to view, to see, that we shouldn't have. But how, how often, dear friends, when we go to the Lord and ask His forgiveness, do we find ourselves kind of fretting and wondering, I wonder if He really forgave me. I wonder if I really have forgiveness. I wonder if, I wonder if that is really taken care of. You know, dear friends, when we allow those thoughts to come in after we have prayerfully asked God's forgiveness or asked Him for, uh, in prayer for something and we doubt Him, we have, we have a lack of confidence I would call that one of the one of the awful sins that oftentimes accompanies our prayer life or our confession in particular of our sins. Isn't it wonderful to know that we have a God that says in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. That when we ask His forgiveness, He forgives. When we confess our sins, the Bible says and and uh, there are seven things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back on my word. I had seven things written in my notes, but I, I won't remember them verbatim. But when we ask God's forgiveness for our sins, let me just say this. When God forgives, there are, there are seven things that the Bible says that He does. And I've given these over the years in messages, and I've given them down in, in Warren, wherever. I give them wherever I go. One of the reasons being that I am so thankful that we have a God that forgives. And forgiving our sins, when we ask His forgiveness for our sins, is something that His forgiveness for our sins, God emphasizes that over and over again in the Scripture. And there are seven things that God says that happen when He forgives our sins. I'll just give them to you. Uh, if you write fast, you can write them down. If not, I'd be glad to show you my notes after, whatever. Number one, they are dismissed from judgment. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. They are put behind his back. Isaiah 38, 17. They are covered. Psalm 32, verse 1. They are removed as far as the east is from the west. Psalm 103, verse 12. They are blotted out. Isaiah 44, 22 and 23. They are drowned in the depths of the sea. In, in, uh, in Micah 7, uh, 19. They are forgotten. In Hebrews 10, 16, and 17. So that's seven right there. Dear friends, if God would repeat those throughout the scripture, if he would give us those seven things that he tells us he does when he forgives our sins, we need to believe him. We need to trust him. Trusting him is, is what he wants the most of our lives. Trusting him. He, he delights in in forgiveness. He delights in forgiving our sins. Different, are you one of those Christians that maybe you had some major thing in your life that that you wish you could blot out, you wish that you, you that was that you never had done. Something that took place in your life that you would do anything to uh, if that if you could just somehow uh, blot that out so you have no memory of that whatsoever. God can forgive our sins and remember them no more, as it says in Hebrews, but we don't have that capacity, do we? We don't have that ability to always just not remember anything. But you know, dear friends, precious to know that God has long forgotten about that. And if you still have anything on your heart, you say, Pastor Bill, you don't know, I was terrible. I, 
I wouldn't want this church family to know, and I don't even want to remember it myself, what I did on some occasion, maybe many years ago, maybe a few years ago, maybe not that long ago, whenever it was. But, dear friends, listen. You don't need to let that be a burden to you any longer. If you ask God's forgiveness, if you ask His forgiveness, then be confident that He has forgiven. And if you are not confident, if you're not showing confidence, we need to know that that's a sin against the Lord. We need to trust Him. We need to trust Him. So that's the first thing. When I sat down to just think about this uh, a while back, that's the first thing that came to my mind as the, as the, as the first sin that often accompanies confession of sin is lack of confidence. Lack of confidence. And that leads us to the second one, which is a lack of contentment. Because you know, dear friends, when we ask God's forgiveness, if we don't have the confidence that He has forgiven us, we're not going to really know divine contentment in our lives. Contentment means, contentment simply means that I have a sense of, of peace. I have a sense that everything is okay. That everything is taken care of. That everything is the way it ought to be between me and God. And you know, dear friends, if we are guilty of the sin of lack of confidence, then God-given contentment, the contentment, I should put it this way, that God wants us to enjoy every day, that, that, that assurance that things are right, that assurance that, that whatever it was, God took care of it, and I can trust Him for that, then if we cannot do that, dear friends, we're going to lack the contentment that God wants us to have in our lives every day as Christians. Are you contented? Are you a contented Christian? Well, well, if God has forgiven you, then you have no reason not to be contented. You have no reason not to have that sense of, of peace and, and assurance that things are the way they ought to be. That, that, that sense of, 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 of rest, God-given rest in your mind and heart. Oh, when God forgives, when God forgives, what a precious thing that is. We all need His forgiveness, dear friends. And you know, we, if it were not by God's grace, we'd still be lost and on our way to an eternal hell without hope. But by His mercy, He forgives us, takes away the punishment we deserve. And by His grace, He gives us heaven that we do not deserve. And so his forgiveness. So sin number one that often accompanies confession is a lack of confidence. Oh, shame on us, shame on us when we don't have that peace and that assurance uh, to know that God has forgiven. God has forgiven. And then secondly, that lack of contentment. The Apostle Paul said this, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Therewith to be content. Better put my notes away, hadn't I? Yes. And, uh, but the, uh, uh, I mentioned there were three of these. I got to peeking my notes here. Yeah, the last one is, is, the, is the lack of caution. The lack of caution. Just think it through with me. 
if we have asked God's forgiveness and, and we know from his precious word that he has forgiven us and we have been restored in our mind and heart in our daily walk with God to a, to a sense of contentment no, no, no matter what's happening around us, no matter what's happening to us, that contentment is something that's a divine gift when we're right with God. And we have that divine contentment in our lives. There's one more thing that will try to creep in, dear friends, and that's a lack of caution. Because you know, there's nothing Satan would like to get us to do any more than to return to that old sin. Satan loves to take a Christian who has had a momentary victory and, and who, has had, uh, who has had a full confidence that they were forgiven and has enjoyed that contentment that comes uh, by knowing that whatever it was is in the past and it's under the blood of Christ and, and, and it will be remembered against me no more whatsoever. That's all wonderful. But don't think that the devil isn't going to do all within his power to get you to return to that sin, whatever it may have been. And so it demands caution. You know, I find, dear friends, and I, I'm, I, I feel bad about this, and so do you, I'm sure, when I mention it, but I find sometimes we as Christians, we want to be able to trust the Lord's forgiveness. We want to enjoy that contentment. But many times we're not cautious about where we put ourselves, what we listen to, what we allow our eyes to feed on, the company that we keep. Uh, we could go on and on. And you know something, dear friends, when we fail to exercise caution, thinking that, well, we're okay now, you know, God's taken care of whatever it might be uh, in our lives. And, and, uh, and, and we kind of get, we kind of get uh, arrogant and think that we can, we can make it from here, so to speak, on our own. Oh, how Satan loves to get us to return to those. Have you ever had that happen in your life? That you say, why, why do I do this? I knew better than this. Why, why, why I haven't done that in ages. Why, why, why was I not more, what, conscious? Why do I find myself, again, struggling with that particular sin? Well, maybe it was not because you didn't have confidence in the beginning that he did forgive. Maybe it wasn't because you didn't enjoy for a time that contentment of just having that joy and happiness that things were okay. But maybe it was Satan caused you to become a bit arrogant and thinking that you could handle it. And you find yourself once again falling into those habits or that habit or that particular sin, whatever it is. You know, different, none of us are about that. None of us are about that. So be quick to confess known sin in your life. And aren't you thankful that the Bible says if we confess our sins, our known sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our known sins that we're willing to confess, confess and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a wonderful God we have. What a wonderful God we have. And so, be quick to confess. I, I would admit tonight, dear friends, to you that I don't do that as I should. Do you do that as you should? 
good just to examine yourself, examine what your activities, examine what you, and be, be, and humble yourself and be quick to confess to the Lord things that need to be confessed. And trust Him that He does forgive. We have a forgiving God. And the Bible teaches us that, as I said two, three times already, that which He wants most from your life is that you trust Him. What does Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 say? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all of thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Thank you for the opportunity just to once again 